grab your friends. It's time for MetaWatch, the world's one, only, and best MetaBots podcast. Hi, I'm your Rokage, Colin, uh, and I use they/them pronouns. And uh, here with me is your uh, your co-host, uh, the owner of the world's only Sharingan medal, uh, Mitch. Hi, my name is Mitch. I use he/him pronouns, and I've never seen One Piece. <laughs> That's what you were referencing, right? One Piece. Hey oh, hey oh. Uh, no, I was this, this Naruto references. Come on, it's, we got the ninja episode. It's ninja time, and also Japanese folklore. So you know, uh, it's it's a good good time. <laughs> these are two episodes. I say that every time, but these are two episodes right here. These are definitely two episodes. Um, yeah, we just want to get straight into it because the first episode is very very good for a reason that we did not realize while watching it, and then looked it up, and I'll reveal once we're done with it. Uh, but uh, yeah, any any, uh, any metabots news we want to start off with first, or is it just time to talk about the episodes? <laughs> is is there news for metabots? I don't fucking know. <laughs> I I haven't heard anything new. No. Um, yeah. The only thing I'm going to say about these two episodes is uh, they are episodes 14 and 15. Mm. which um yes. which is important uh especially in the second episode uh a little bit in this one too actually um but uh they come right after uh where are my notes uh they are two episodes after we meet ruka show for the first time <laughs> and yeah. the episode previous to this one is uh for love of row battle so yeah we did um uh man we we we're in kind of like a weird stretch where we have 14 and 15 this week and then next week we're going to start with 16 mm -hmm. uh almost kind of wanted to do three episodes in a row but um no we're th that's too much uh we are my bl my brain would have exploded from that much um but Besides. yeah we're basically we're square in between what the the mystery metabot and then phantom renegade unmasked as far as where we should be in the timeline um uh i the next week is there's something about Miss Mimosa, which I believe we discovered is going to be a Coach Man Mountain episode. Yes. Which um, means we would have a Ninja episode and a Coach episode in the same podcast episode. And that's too much for me. That's, I don't yeah, know. Yeah. Uh, I couldn't handle that. My, my simple brain would have been overloaded like a peasant eating a Dorito. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, let's, let's get down to it uh, with our first episode. Welcome to Ninja World. So, Icky's at some kind of stand uh, and finds a gold ball. We don't find out in what or how or whatever. Um, he got Willy Wonka. Yeah, he got Willy Wonka and won two tickets to Ninja World, which is like the the premier new uh, theme park, uh, especially according to, what, Ninja Monthly Magazine. Um, and also the two tickets allow free entry of one Metabot apiece as well. I uh, really do like that. I, I That yeah. is a good detail. I... I know that probably is just for the episode, but I love the idea of like a theme park going, yes, each person can bring one metabot with them. Yeah, we like, you know, on one hand, it's kind of like, all right, cool. You know, it's nice to see that they are acknowledging these second class citizens that can't vote um, in some way in this libertarian hellscape. But also like uh, once we find out the reasoning behind this, uh, it also is kind of like i think that pretty much everybody assumed they would have been able to like bring their metabot and this is more encouragement for them to bring their metabots <laughs> maybe uh, you know we don't know if metabots can vote we all <laughs> this is true we've never had we've never had an episode about electoral politics <laughs> much to my chagrin i mean um, i don't think meta b would vote but you know arika and brass definitely would well brass definitely would if she was old Br enough uh, 
Arika would definitely report on on mm-hmm. uh, the mm-hmm. election. Um, uh, but yeah, uh, Icky wants to use it as the perfect excuse to ask Karen out on a date, but Arika immediately comes in, swipes the second ticket, and starts talking about how it's so great that Icky invited her, because now she can take pictures of every single different colored ninja. <laughs> we get, um, from the moment Icky's talking about inviting Karen, I'm like, this art is uh, a bit different. And then when yeah. Arika grabs the ticket and like, is so overly animated and everything. This is yeah. a show to watch. This episode, we'll, I'll say it like 30 times. This yeah. one like is very fun to watch visually. And I'm like, yeah. oh, an entirely different team did this episode. It's, yeah, like the, the minute that like Arika starts having this really fast montage of posing in different colored ninja outfits with her camera on um, how she wants to take all these pictures, like immediately including it, like this is, there is something very strange going on here and it's very exciting. Uh, and I was having a, a, a hard time putting my finger down on it uh, for a while. Um, I think at this point I pretty much thought like, cause um, you know, the thing that they're kind of constantly referencing is also Sentai shows. Mm-hmm. Uh, because, uh, uh, you know, stuff like, um, oh God, what is that anime called? The, the old, uh, God, old ninja anime, uh, Naruto older than that. <laughs> um, oh God. Um, science team something. Um, Oh yeah, shit, Gotcha Man. So, so uh, we, we all we all know famous Sentai show Gotcha Man, where they all have you know uh, bird cloaks. They are explicitly science ninjas in that. Like it's like the the full title is like Science Team Gotcha Man or something. Um, and uh, uh, I love like, the term science ninja. Yeah, well, because like ninjas have like a a big kind of involvement in the development of sentai shows Mm -hmm. uh you know the kind of like styling of of the sentai suit and stuff is like is supposed to harken back to kind of like pop culture like ideas of ninja and the fact that ninja were always like associated with like like tools and stuff and their their magic being kind of uh like scientific in a way uh, like they, it's just they've always been kind of uh, an influence on the genre, even if the genre like goes back and forth. And and if it does explicitly want to be a ninja sentai show, they will make sure that you know that. Um, mm-hmm. Or a pirate <laughs> uh, so sentai just, show. I, yeah. Yeah, there is. Uh, it's apparently very, very good. Um, that that very recent uh, like pirate like Power Rangers. Uh, a series that came out, I guess, like five years ago. Or I have something. not seen a bad Sentai show. That's true. Yeah, I can't think of a bad Sentai show either. Um, anyway, yeah, uh, <laughs> that, yeah. That said, I I kind of chalked up immediately this kind of like breakneck pace that we're getting because God, I have so many fucking notes because there's so much shit going on at screen at one at any given moment uh, that I just kind of chalked it up to like okay, they're they're doing this because they're making it explicitly a reference to, like, Sentai shows. That's maybe maybe true, but we're going to find out there's some other uh, uh, factors that are coming into this. Um, but yeah, uh, we immediately cut to the next day. Um, we're, uh, we're at some kind of stage show. Again, another reason I thought it was, like, kind of a, a Sentai reference, because, like, Sentai shows will have the actors get into suits and then do, like, street stage performances for kids and stuff. Um, and it's, but, you know, they've got a couple of people in rubber, rubber monster suits. There's a Kappa and, uh, some kind of generic Oni, um, 
or ghost or something. And uh, the it, it captures uh, uh, the announcer lady and two kids from the audience, and they ha- the uh, audience has to be spurned on to to chant to summon the ninjas to save them. At which point they summon some Sentai ninja uh, uh, metabots. It's Nin Ninja and Ignite. They both have specialty ninja sword. Now, um, um, so it's called Shinobic Park. In um in the sub, which I you okay. know is fine. Uh, the yeah. show is Shinobi Park Explosive Ninja Show, which is great. Hell um, yeah! <laughs> the the two metabots appear, uh, screaming the words "Insolent Monsters Return to Hell." Okay, because in uh, English they say "Prepare to get ninjified." <laughs> <laughs> There's a little difference between those two catchphrases there. Yeah. Um, and they introduce themselves as Nin Ninja, uh, Shinobi of Justice. And uh, K and I type get ready, uh, Kunoichi of Justice. Yeah, and they're ninjas with a Z. Okay, all right, I respect a Z. <laughs> um, yeah, and yeah, they you know they they kind of beat the crap out of the monsters in like a showy way and like free the kids and like that's the show. And we find out um, uh, Iki and Arika arrive just as the show is letting out. Uh, they're both upset they missed it. Uh, you know, Icky blames Arika for waking up late. Arika blames Icky for not calling her to make sure that she woke up. Um, and this kind of sets the mood for what this episode is going to be. It's going to be Icky and Arika constantly getting mad at each other. And sadly, it's kind of this show. This episode is not kind to Arika because Arika is constantly blaming Icky for problems that she creates or problems that neither of them have control over. <laughs> Yeah, um, yeah, uh, it is not super nice. It's a little better in the sub. Um, she admitted she overslept, but then she says it's because she's a girl. And Iggy's like, what does that mean? And she goes, just shut up about it. (laughs) So in like a lot of the fights, she, she will either excuse herself if it was a hundred percent her fault or blame, you know, Iggy for not thinking ahead or something. Yeah. Which if you look at it through the lens of, you know. These are two friends and, you know, they bicker all the time. That's fine. You know, you know, maybe not great, but I feel this episode really wants us to think of this as Arika's trying to force Iggy to take her on a date. I I really got that feel through a couple of the lines. Yeah. And and when you look at it that way, it's like, all right, you know, I mean, it's still not great, but, you know, it's a little more understandable while why they're both so testy here. Yeah, it definitely, like, there were a lot of early episodes that seemed to fall into that kind of rut of trying to create an Icky Karen Arika love triangle and, like, kind of hinting at Arika being jealous of Icky liking another girl. And I'm really glad that they just drop it at some point and we just get that headbutt scene from, from you know, the end of season one. Uh, but, yeah, I guess we have to deal with this. <laughs> just for a little bit. Yeah. Um hopefully yeah uh so um they decide to go check out the there there's going to be another uh show in a couple hours so they decide to check out the rest of the park uh at which point we get a montage um icky wins a frog by uh, at a th- shuriken throwing booth um uh arika and icky are like having fun in an action park like zipline uh a uh, uh, rope 
swing in kind of place and they end up falling and Arika like falls on Nikki and breaks her fall. Uh, uh, Arika gets the biggest cotton candy I've ever seen in my life, and Icky eats it entirely in one gulp, which is the the one bad thing that Icky does, but it's also very funny. Um, and uh, yeah, they they head to the Ninja Funhouse eventually, which is the uh, the park's other big attraction in addition to the the Shinobi Show, and uh, it's closed for renovations. So they're a little upset about that. Yeah, but like this theme park looks fun as hell. I'd it love does. to go. Yeah. <laughs> Like you don't throw baseballs at toys, you throw ninja stars. You swing yeah. from ninja ropes. You fall on your ninja friends. Like yeah. I'm down for it. I would love a ninja theme park. I would please give me a ninja theme park. <laughs> I don't even care if there's robots. Like the ninja theme park sounds great. The robots fighting on top of that is even better. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, this is so cool. Yeah. Um, and this is also, uh, uh, basically, uh, Iki and Arika finally get into a, a big old fight. Um, just a, a absolutely just awful, awful fight over this. Arika's blaming Iki for like the, um, the funhouse being closed. Uh, you know, Iki starts blaming Arika for like, uh, you know, inviting herself along when like he didn't even plan to invite her. She shouldn't complain, like blah, 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 et cetera, et cetera. And uh, Metabi and Brass decide to sit them down next to a waterfall. Hopefully they'll cool off and stop fighting. Um, and eventually it does get them to kind of relax a bit and they start apologizing to each other and then start fighting over their apologies. Uh, and it's just... Uh, they're being awful to each other. It sucks to see. Uh, the The difference here in the sub is um, they're fighting because their butts are touching. Yeah. On the seat. <laughs> and, and they're like, you scoot over. My butt was here first. And they keep yelling at each other's butts. <laughs> which, which is, I mean, it's fun. Yeah. <laughs> they they never apologize once in the show. In the sub. Okay. They don't learn a lesson. We don't like it when heroes learn lessons, I don't think. We we don't know. Well, certainly, um, uh, you know, if if they did learn this le- lesson, certainly this episode wouldn't come after we've already seen the fruits of them learning this lesson, <laughs> which is just to give Icky a headbutt. Yeah, I think that's um, the lesson we learn. Uh, thankfully though, this all gets interrupted by Metabee seeing Rakusho is meditating in the, in the waterfall. Um, and, uh, uh, you know, he, uh, manages to kind of like, uh, he gets up, jumps his way up the entire waterfall and then says, uh, you won't get away with it, uh, before disappearing completely in a mysterious manner. <laughs> uh, and again, this is his second appearance. Yeah. I, I think that's a very important thing to keep in mind. Yeah. Uh, this is also when I started to notice that like um, uh, Brass and Metabi and Rakusho are are kind of off model a lot, mm-hmm. but in a way that's like making their their like their movements very animated and characterized in like a very entertaining way. Like I I don't know if I would like to watch this show if it was like this all the time, but this episode absolutely fucking rules, uh, yeah. and it's just very pleasing to just have. Like, if the entire show looked like this, I think we would have to do it an episode at the time because my brain would fall out of my ears. <laughs> yeah. Um, my only issue uh, with this, I, I have a few issues with this episode. Um, minor nitpicks. Um, most of them revolve around brass, believe it or not. Um, I, I don't know. Uh, the new the art style here, she looks a lot more um, girlified, if that's yeah. a term. Uh, like, it's really highlighting, oh, she's a little girl robot. As opposed to a a robot that happens to be designed after a little girl. 
Yeah, uh, like which a, is a robot that's supposed to look like a it. Like she looks more like a robot wearing a sailor suit than a robot designed after a sailor suit. Right, which wouldn't be an issue. Except in the sub, Brass does not have a line until much later in the episode. Oh, the yeah. entire and the entire time she's on screen, you know, she's got her her hands on her chin, looking cutesy, or like she's being pulled by someone. She has no agency or no lines until much later in the episode. And between that and then how cutesy she's looking, and all the other girls in this episode, other than Arika. Are they don't have lines? They don't do anything. Uh, one of the girls later just makes a bunch of poses, and that's her only t- time on screen. Yeah, like, some some of yeah. these this um this artists um, telltale things start showing through pretty quickly in this episode. Which yeah, also, if it, if it uh, was you know, a there uh, frequently uh, female characters tend to be a little sexualized to agree to like they're definitely like in that first opening montage with um Arika there's a couple of those ninja outfits are like mm, that's not looking like a 10 year old girl anymore which makes yeah. me a little uncomfortable and I don't like to see it uh but we'll see you know um uh, you know, surprise, 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 surprise. The rubber robos are in this episode. Gill girl is certainly very curvy. Yeah. Uh, and you know, it's, and in general, like a lot of the animation is very, very stylized, but it definitely has this kind of like raw feel that it definitely, um, you know, I could, I could definitely start to see that this is like, uh, you know, if, if I had to guess at the time, then you're like, yeah, it's probably there. They're like giving somebody who hasn't directed before a shot at directing. And it's just kind of like, this is uh, like, unlike uh, uh, other episodes where it was kind of clear that they like, uh, you know, uh, uh, like brought in like a a veteran or something to do an episode because it has certain references to something or, or something like that. Um, like the, you know, the, the probably bring somebody in who worked on Macross or something to do all those fucking missile lines in uh, um, the, the season one finale. Mm-hmm. Uh, this feels more like they gave somebody a shot who's probably done a lot of work in animation, but probably like hasn't gotten, you know, a quote unquote command uh, position yet. And so this is kind of like this person feeling out like a style that they want to try that they they haven't been able to like put into a show yet, which um, is great on paper. And yeah. in, in, in practice, like it does work out well It's just yeah. there are some uh, snags that as one of the. Well, at least it's one of the Western world's foremost Metabots experts, uh, one of the two. Um, <laughs> yeah. You know, those snags kind of feel a little bit rougher. I would definitely, if this person was, like, directing shows, I would hope they wouldn't go on to make children's shows. It just doesn't seem to be a good fit for them so far. But we'll get to that. Uh, <laughs> um, oh, man. Uh, so we cut to backstage at the at the show. They're getting ready for the next performance. Um, and they can't find the Ninja Metabots. Uh, until they transport in into a dark corner and everyone's like, oh, thank God you got here at the last moment. Uh, but they kind of have evil yellow eyes now instead of their normal yellow eyes. Like there's just something uh, uh, mysterious about it. Um, uh, in the in the sub, um, they're talking about how they can't find them and they must be busy. And then um, the announcer tells the, the Kappa, um, hey, why don't you call in, the sp- uh, call in and prepare the spares? And I'm like, I do not like the idea of other things being spares here like the the term yeah, spares like, for metabots like like very them understudies or something yeah like. yeah the spares is bad language here yeah that also might just be um that might be. be bad translation too yeah. um who knows uh but yeah um uh 
So Icky and, and Karen are in the audience. Uh, the the rubber suited monsters have made the call that they need uh they need to capture some kids and they'd love uh, audience participa- participation. Everyone starts shooting their hands up. Uh, and Icky is really just I uh, really wants to get on stage. Is really going for it, but manages to uh you know knock into Karen a bit, who gets mad because it's messing up her her photography of of the show. Arika. And they start to loudly fight in the middle of the audience, which get, makes everyone very awkward. And so the monsters decide to grab them and put them on stage for being disruptive. <laughs> um, there's a scene here where Arika elbows Icky and just shatters his ribs. <laughs> and like, uh, it, it is my favorite um, cartoon trope of when it cuts to the inside of a, a cartoon character and their bones break and they just fall into a pile. Yeah. It, like she elbows him in the ribs, all of his ribs break and just fall inside of his body. Hell yeah. And it's so good. And he starts yelling at her. She goes, you're bumping my camera, dude. <laughs> it's good. Yeah. Uh, oh, man. Um, and this is, uh, you know, uh, uh, like, Icky is immediately mad because he's mad at Arika. Uh, but Arika's excited because she gets to be in show business now. She's got her big break. Uh and uh, this is when the crowd starts, uh, she kind of like, you know, gets gets Icky to agree, like, hey, listen, if we're going to be up here, let's play along and, and do a good show. And so the crowd, as well as them, start chanting ninja over and over again to get the ninjas to appear. And they do. And the monsters comment that something doesn't seem right, as the ninjas then proceed to straight up fucking kill the monsters and destroy their suits. Like, they're throwing bombs at them. They're, like, ripping the costumes in half. They're exploding the stage. It is absolutely wild yeah. hey colin yeah i've heard of uh actors bombing on stage but this is ridiculous <sighs> i guess we're in the episode early <laughs> good night everybody i am gonna put uh a stinger in there uh <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, the the uh, ninja metabots like just start laughing maniacally as basically everybody charges out. Um, like you know, all of the kids run off scared, uh, and uh, as do the the kind of like uh, the people running the show. And this is when we uh, we get a reveal: the rubber robos are here. Um, they took control of the ninjas for their ulterior uh, ulterior plans, uh, and they they capture our our kids. Uh, uh, this they, is where I go. Okay, this is a hundred percent. Like, this is where I started getting a feel for the animation team. Because yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. the poses here, uh, Sea Slug is just straight up JoJo posing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Squid Guts is a giant of a man, and he's just <laughs> holding on to Shrimpy. And Gilgirl is just trying to make the most sexual pose she can. <laughs> it's also nice to see that, uh, like, like, normally when we see the Rubber Robos, like, the, the suits are just completely straight black and they actually take some time to do some two-tone shading to mm-hmm. them in like that that kind of like more like western comic book insta- inspired like shading like geometric like like cut in kind of way that you see mm-hmm. in some anime uh like a, a lot of like madhouse stuff does it um a couple other studios uh and it's just you know it's it's good to look at um uh, and they they tie them up and take them back to their their hideout, which is the the Ninja Funhouse that's currently under renovation. Uh, it turns out their plan is to turn the theme park into their new headquarters, and uh, they're going to use it to steal all of the Metabots. Uh, and that's why uh, you know that's why they they instituted the plan for tickets to allow free entry for Metabots with with one ticket, so they could get as many Metabots here as possible. 
which was not in the sub. <laughs> like th- that part wasn't part of the the explanation sub. Okay. So it, it just feels to me like the park just was very open to metabots coming, even though <laughs> yeah, we don't probably. see metabots just walking around. <laughs> yeah. Other That's than true. The we two. never see any metabots besides Brass and Metabee. Yeah. Uh, I mean, we see Roku show. That's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, He's and, having a good time. Ninja Metabots. Uh, uh, but yeah. Um, do you think uh, uh, Roku Show paid for his way in? Or do you think uh, he's No, I just... think he snuck in. Yeah. I mean, he's sneaky. I don't think anyone can stop him. <laughs> uh, but yeah, Metabee and Brass didn't get picked up. So they go in charging into the funhouse to try and save uh, Icky and, uh, and Arika. Um, run up to a door, hit a button, and immediately fall into a pit trap. Okay. Um, uh, the, the button says, don't push. And <laughs> yeah. And Medibi goes, don't tell me what to do, and then pushes yeah. the button, falls down a trap. Yeah. Uh, we cut back to Iki and Arika, and Iki uh, is, is figured out how to slip the ropes, which Arika notices and is kind mm. of like, um, you know, appreciative I, of. Yeah, the, the dub doesn't get a, a scene here. The, uh, oh. The no, no, the, ro- the, the, the dub. Oh, oh okay. Okay. I, uh, yeah, go for it. Yeah, the rubber robos are celebrating their victory by drinking sake. Yeah. Uh uh, Gil Girl and Sea Slug are drinking out of traditional sake cups. Uh, Squid Guts is drinking out of a regular-ass drinking glass. Yeah. And Trimpy is sucking his sake out of a baby bottle. Okay, that's fun. We we do get to see the remnants of this in a second, but they have uh, they they have clearly labeled the, the giant bottle soda so that we aren't confused about what they're drinking. Uh, <laughs> um uh, Medivy and Brass charge up another infinite staircase to find another door with a button. This one says push, though. So Medivy's like, all right, cool, I'll push this one. And they push it, and it's another trap that, uh, like, springboards them up into the air. <laughs> all right, yeah, I, it's a good it's a good bit the second time around, too. I like it. I Man, this is a thing that I've never, uh, because, like, probably because Naruto never used this gag. Uh, is sadly the reason why but like i know this is like this is a common like joke in ninja stuff like you see it here you see it in um the poison gym and pokemon and a couple other things but i've never understood why there's association with ninjas and infinite staircases (laughs) uh probably because it's cool as hell (laughs) maybe uh oh man but yeah uh icky gets himself and arika untied and they are about to try and sneak away when uh, who comes crashing through the ceiling but Metabee and Brass, which collapses in on the rubber robos and spills their their soda bottle, um, which, uh, you know, alerts them to their their presence and realize, make them realize that Iki and Arika are about to get away. So they activate the ninja robos and uh, uh, well, they activate their their like, you know, one star minion grunt uh rubber robos who are all in ninja themed suits which is very fun to see (laughs) they look very cute like yeah uh, this is probably the best rubber robo episode they they got a plan they are an acting they are competent they are looking good uh the the main squad looks great in this art style um posing aside uh (laughs) and like the grunts look phenomenal like this is great. This is a yeah. This is a genuinely good episode. Just wish they weren't fighting as much. Yeah. Um. We do. Uh. We get another stairway goof as uh, Arika and Icky are charging up a stairway. Uh. But they are going so fast, and uh. uh every time Icky triggers a a, a a trap step, 
uh, by the time the big like rubber boxing glove shoots out of the wall, they've already gotten past and it just hits squid guts in the face over and over again. And that <laughs> happens several times and it's very good to see. Um, they they make it uh, uh you know into a hallway where hundreds of ninja robos start uh coming out of uh panels in the wall to chase after them but Iki and Arika manage to dodge into the walls themselves on on some of these these fake rotating walls and and escape uh and uh, we find out from the the rubber robos tracking them uh that they are headed towards the haunted ninja attic <laughs> you got to have one where else yeah. you're going to keep your haunted ninja trunk full of old haunted ninja dresses yeah or your uh, haunted ninja like wedding um, memorabilia. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, they make it into this big, dark, haunted ninja attic uh, where uh, they suddenly see uh, uh, hundreds and hundreds of eyes, which, at, you know, Icky thinks are ninja ghosts. But uh, Arika realizes it's just the rubber robos and blinds them with, with her camera flash so they can escape again. Very smart of her. Um and this is, uh, you know, uh, uh, Brass and Metabi are are being attacked by the ninja bots as they're running through a different part of of the funhouse, um, and they uh, they all manage to hook back up and make it onto the roof, um, which is when we kind of zoom out and we see that the funhouse is literally just like infinite, like like you know, various staircases at a big central block, like hundreds and hundreds of feet up in the air. <laughs> it's a cool design. Yeah, <laughs> like this theme park. Like every part of it looks real fun. Imagine running through this thing. I'll take a it, boxing glove to the face while I'm I walking would, upstairs. God. That's great. Yeah, like I I don't want to go through a scary like horror fun house. I want to go through a fun house where I'm constantly having to evade traps like a like a fucking old school D and D dungeon. <laughs> get a, get a ten foot pole <laughs> and slowly make your way through a room. Yeah. You know, get, I have to hire a bunch of hirelings to get roasted alive by flames or whatever, uh, and and hit a, a dissolving spell, and uh, then I'll get through to the end, and I'll get some treasure. <laughs> Brush up on your riddles. That's how it yeah. goes. Uh, so they, um, uh, the the rubber robots make it up onto the roof as well. Uh, and they all agree to settle this with a row battle, uh, which is when we find out, you know, in classical fashion, this is like a uh, like an old school, like um, medieval Japanese castle roof that's got like the big gold koi fish on on either like peak. And uh, Mr. Referee all along was one of the fish, it turns out, um, and is is uh, unable to actually referee and call the match, though, because the rubber robos pick him up and throw him off of the roof. <laughs> it, um God, I love this. It's a good um, costume for the ref. Uh, it's, and as he falls, he screams, it will not be recognized as an official row battle if I'm not present. Yeah. And I guess because he wasn't able to initiate it as an official row battle is why he can't assassinate them from orbit using his kill satellite. I think he gets one a year. And he <laughs> thought that would be enough. Yeah. You can assassinate one person a year as a referee. If you need more than that, you'll have to fill out proper paperwork. Um, so yeah, the, the rubber robots brag that they, uh, you know, this is going to be a no holds barred, uh, no rules match. And they're certainly going to win because of it. Um, uh, immediately, uh, Ignite turns into leaves and disappears, uh, distracting, uh, Brass and Metabi, uh, before, uh, uh, Nin Ninja uses his multiplicity technique to kind of like run around our, our two, uh, brave heroes in a circle and then come in and cut them to pieces. And, uh, they're like throwing, uh, you know, bombs and stuff everywhere and just blasting the crap out of our, our two good friends. And then, um, 
uh, Ichnite comes in and like they throw brass off of the roof onto a, a nearby uh, kind of like stairway hallway roof. And Arika wants to surrender because she doesn't want to see brass get hurt. She'd rather be taken prisoner again, mm-hmm. which is just, you know, really in line with what we know about Arika for once. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the only, the first line we get from brass is right before the fight. She goes, I'll fight as well. And then, like, we still haven't heard anything other than that. <laughs> um, but we hear constantly, Arika's calling out the moves these ninjas are doing. Oh, yeah, that's and, true. She and does Ikki's recognize like, all of their techniques. Yeah, Iki's like, I don't know what's going on. And Arika's like, oh, this is the Shadow Clone Jutsu. This is this. This is this. And he goes, how do yeah. you know all of this? It's because I watch Naruto, because I've started reading the hit Naruto uh, Naruto manga by uh, Masashi Kishimoto that started airing con- or started uh, uh, being published concurrently with this show coming out. <laughs> She's a ben- big fan of uh, podcasts. Yeah. Uh, oh, man. Um, uh, so this is, you know, uh, like, Iki's really trying to get her to, like, get psyched up and say, no, we have to fight. And that's when uh, Metabi gets uh, uh, tied up in a chain. Uh, by Nin Ninja, and the Rubber Robos come to pick him up and chuck him off the roof. Um, and, uh, you know, remarking about how, oh, yeah, we can interfere because there's no rules in this match, there's no referee, so who gives a shit? At which point, Metabi realizes, oh, there's no rules, and just starts shooting the Rubber Robos, which is the first time we've seen this, like, realistically happen. <laughs> it's, it's, a, it's a good line. And him uh, just shooting the hell out of them is also very, it's cathartic almost. <laughs> This it's does very confirm, good. though, no matter how powerful Metabee's bullets are, they can't kill people. So I don't know if this is like, you know, specifically there's some kind of internal limiter uh, or if they're really just not that powerful. And most of the cement in, in that we've seen him blow up is just substandard libertarian uh, um, uh, uh, infrastructure. Like, who knows? <laughs> no, there's there's one other alternative that Gil Girl and Squid Guts' butts are just very strong. They, this is true. They could be doing squats for days. Uh, they could have metal plates in there. They could I've, have metal underwear. We don't uh, know. <laughs> we've seen them posing. They probably are doing squats for days. Yeah. <laughs> what else is Squid Guts doing all day? Yeah. Um, this is this is where you really start to notice the animation is getting absolutely wild, too. Mm-hmm. Because, like, uh, you know, Metabee keeps getting, like, the more angry and emotional Metabee gets, the more off-model he is. And it's just very angular, very playing up, like, the, the, the like, the angles of the shoulders and everything. And it's just like looking more and more intense and dynamic. And it's just so fun to watch. And the best part is like, it's showing all these angles, like how dynamic it looks, but he's standing still (laughs) during these. And it's just a slow pan over the image. And like, just that slow pan over is like, Whoa, look at that boy. Yeah. Uh, this, this is, uh, you know, uh, somebody is like really knowledgeable about how to like put your money into a, an intense, like, uh, illustration to then pan over and have it still look great. Uh, so, uh, this is when Rakucho finally shows up. Uh, he tells Arika and Iki that they have to use teamwork. That's the only way they can win. That's what they've got to focus on. Uh, and they agree. Yeah. Uh, uh, Brass is like, yeah, I want to keep fighting. Let's do this. Uh, and they're like, yeah, we're going to win this with teamwork, which is when Mr. Referee shows back up again in samurai armor, uh, remarking on the fact that it's heavy enough to keep him uh, locked on the roof. They won't be able to knock him off this time. And he declares it an official team row battle. <laughs> now, um, there's a bit here I, I legitimately laughed at. Um, Rakusho's, you know, talking about, uh, talking to Metabee saying, uh, you know, to win against ninjas, you have to calm down. 
You have to see through the moves, and you have to use teamwork. And the rubber robos go, oh, we need to use teamwork. And before Metabi yells at them, he wasn't talking to you. <laughs> that is funny. <laughs> and that's, that was a good bit. I Because they're standing right there the whole time. Yeah. It's it's great. I love it. Um, and then, yeah, a rare second referee costume. Like, yeah. That does not happen often. I think it's to make up for next episode. <laughs> yeah. Which we'll get to. God. Uh, <laughs> heartbreak oh man uh so um you know uh arika is like you know psyching he up saying like hey listen we're gonna we're gonna win this we already know what all their moves are uh and when um uh ignite again disappears commands brass to use her scanners which i guess she has she has like scanner eyes which is cool makes sense will be good to have if your your meta fighter is a journalist uh, and is able to detect uh, where Ignite is, allowing uh, Metabee to just blast her out of the sky. Um, and then when Nin Ninja comes in with his uh, multiplicity technique again, we get one of my favorite tropes ever, uh, Brass and Icky go back to back and just wildfire to take out Nin Ninja. Uh, it's, it's so, so good. good. <laughs> I, and Icky goes, you don't have to be good to shoot just to shoot a lot. And Arika yeah. goes, that's not something to brag about. <laughs> Um, uh, Metabi thinks he's got, he got the final blow on Nin Ninja, but actually Nin Ninja, uh, used the substitution jutsu to replace himself with a log, uh, and then nearly takes out Metabi with bombs, like completely destroying his right arm. Um, uh, we get, uh, we see his stats, um, we, we, you know, normal stats, like they're yeah. cemented now, but we, the damage notes in red at the bottom include optic organ disorder, which organ, hello? Yeah. <laughs> and then visual cortex congestion. Okay. In, Which the second one is kind of funny. visual cortex never gotten congested? Uh, it's just, you know, when the oak pollen hits, my visual uh, cortex is just so congested. <laughs> well, see, normally I'm having disorders with my optic organ. <laughs> Oh, man. Uh, this is where uh, Ninja and uh, uh, Ignite jump into the air, ready their uh, their ninja sword attack combo, uh, which, uh, you know, um, uh, Arika, you know, kind of points out, this is this is their specialty. We haven't seen them use this yet. This is going to be really intense. We have to win it now. Um, and also they throw some bombs down to cover them while they while they head down. And we get the this kind of like touching moment of like brass using her scanner and lifting Metabee's arm to aim it so that uh, Metabee can shoot with, with that cannon. Um, do regrettably get a weird side boob and panty shot of brass in the process though. <laughs> yeah. It happens a few times really briefly in this yeah. episode. It is um, indicative of the art style for sure. Yeah, um, definitely. You know, I mean, I, I, we've been lucky for this to not be the kind of anime that does fan service. And I guess just the, whoever this person is, who's like affecting the production is like, this is just their bread and butter. So like, okay. Uh, uh we, maybe in a different show, I don't want to see it in this one though. Yeah. Um, this is a kick-ass move though. <laughs> the the, two, the yeah. two ninja robots hug, uh, falling from the sky with their swords pointing at their victims and just yeah. fall at them. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and uh, I, I really do like the idea of like, you know, um, uh, like 
like brass helping meta be mm-hmm. aim the cannon because like you know we, we know brass like has has some strengths but like obviously the short shot too short of a range and not as long of range as i guess like the meta version is probably like a heavier long range cannon shot mm-hmm. and uh they get two shots off and they're all like you know it's so close uh the the swords hit and everyone's like oh no did they did they not do it but it turns out no they got the shots off right in time the swords hit directly behind them and they both fall over the the coins pop out and uh they're they're done uh battle battle ended it's great <laughs> uh, this uh, this entire episode is very fun to watch uh but this battle this battle is <laughs> phenomenal yeah like this is absolutely fucking insane uh <laughs> and then we see the rubber robos are blasting off again they do. They hop onto a rocket. They fire off into the sky, but it turns out it's not a real rocket. It's a uh, it's a firework, which we see explode, and then they coast off on a parachute. Uh, very good. Uh, this is also when Rakusho tosses them the real ninja medals, um, which uh, to Metabi, and then escapes again. Uh, Iki and Arika return the medals to the stage crew, who are so happy to get them back. Uh, you know, have their Metabot friends. Uh, back because they just they they love doing this show with them so much um and arika gets mad that she forgot to take pictures during the match and again blames on an icky mm-hmm. and we kind of end this episode with her and icky fighting again while while brass and meta are like all right well i guess i guess we just can't change this about them they're always going to be like this yeah and that's like the third or fourth line from brass in the show is the last line of the show <laughs> which is it's crazy we have an arika brass episode and Brass doesn't talk. <laughs> she gets a lot more lines in in the dub, which yeah. is, is thankful that she gets that. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, sometimes the the dub is doing the work to make this show better. Uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, and it shows in this one. Yeah, um, uh, we do end the episode uh, with the uh, black screen sad horn nun uh, screen that we I I love to see it because uh, <laughs> he didn't win anything. Uh, in That's fact, true. it says uh, Icky gave away all the stuff he won. <laughs> to the people who owned the metabots yeah it's like yeah all right they're, they're a little they're a little more positive on it uh within the the english version they're they're more it's more like you know of uh, uh meta b1 uh the two ninja metals which icky returned to their rightful owners like it's mm-hmm. a little bit more positive um so mitch um it's you know we've had a couple episodes that clearly had like it probably like different different uh, animation teams or whatever um and uh, uh i figured hey listen this one was so extreme this had to of like somebody on this episode staff had to have been somebody who who went on and did something and i don't know what it is but i just couldn't i couldn't not try and look it up to to see like wh- where the magic of this episode came from which uh, is where you and i differ because i'm like wow yeah. this is very different this person must have gone on to do something else i'm just going to leave that alone <laughs> Yeah. Uh so here so here's the thing. Um the the English or the I guess the dub episodes, the uh credits that they give are not necessarily the actual anime credits. Um they give credits to uh the two artists that were making the manga at the time. Uh they give credits to like the franchise line editors and stuff. Um, and they do credit the director of the episode. Um, but the, the guy who directed this episode directs a lot of the Metabots episodes. There's about five different animation directors who direct basically all of the season one and two episodes uh, that kind of like come in and out. 
And so I ended up having to go to, thankfully I remembered, Anime News Network actually has a fairly prolific encyclopedia of, of animation credits. And they do have, they, they had the, the credits for basically every single episode of, of Metabots. Um, and wouldn't you know it, uh, the, the, uh, you know, it was kind of like hunting through, oh, is it, is it the director? No, like I couldn't like see anything the director has done to really make sense of all this. And it was finally when I noticed, oh, in the storyboard section, um, Episode 14 was done by a guy who only storyboarded this episode for Metabots. Didn't storyboard any other episodes of Metabots. Um, and I was like, oh, okay, this is, so this is probably what it is. Uh, you know, probably this guy, this guy storyboarded and then, uh, you know, uh, 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 clicked on his name and sort of and saw he, he'd been doing a lot of like key animation and stuff at the time. So it's probably like he's credited with storyboarding and definitely like storyboarded the episode, but probably was also like, stealth the animation director for this mm -hmm. episode um which makes sense because it turns out this man is uh uh hiroyuki um amiyashi um which is uh maybe you've heard of him he's the director of gurren Lagann, kill a kill and promare and one of the three founding members of studio trigger uh <laughs> it makes so much sense uh when yeah, i the, saw the, the rubber robos yeah the, the minute that it, like I was like kind of like coasting through like the stuff he'd done and then I saw oh like I, I had like like done control F director and like one of the first things that it kind of like popped me down to was kill a kill and I was like oh yeah this is this is the Gurren Lagann guy like this makes sense this this episode is just a Gurren Lagann episode it looks exactly like how he animates everything and all of the fan service makes sense now <laughs> yeah uh, uh I I, I got to say this again. Um, Metabots is a very good television program. And like <laughs> the the family tree of Metabots is... So uh, the director of the show, um, Ten, uh, Tensei Okamura, I mean, it, he came from Evangelion. He came from Bebop. He goes on to work for Samurai Champloo, Ghost in the Shell. Yeah. Um, he does a lot of really good work. And then all these other small people on the show apparently do other really good things. This, yeah, like the, that's, that's kind of the crazy thing is like, um, uh, oh man, the, the studio that's making, uh, these two seasons of Metabots is B train. Um, which is like, but by no means is like a bad anime studio, but like they don't, they're not like a, um, uh, they're not like a, a Gynax or a studio trigger or a mm -hmm. sunrise, or um uh like a uh a, oh god a, a kyo annie or something like that they do a lot of weird shows like this was this is one of their like uh, i guess 1999 is the first year that this studio was um was in like production and the things that they did like uh you know an anime that i've never heard of in my entire life and then they did the arc the lad wild arms and metabots anime uh and would go on to do like the dot hack animes and um, uh, uh, the anime that you're watching currently, uh, Immortal Grand Prix, and uh, you know, kind of go back and forth between doing like these really small, uh, like, um, like kind of like side like love projects that people like really wanted to do. Like um, uh, they did El Cazador de la Bruja, which is a really great like weird little anime, but then also they just do a ton of tie in stuff. They did the halo legends homecoming. Mm -hmm. OAP. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like, <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, they did the Batman, uh, OVA. They did yeah. halo. They did metabots. 
They did all of Dot Hack, every anime. Yeah. God. Um, Metabots is a good show, and it's diving into the background of Metabots is so fun because yeah. we get weird shit like, oh yeah, remember when Studio Trigger did Metabots? <laughs> Oh man! Oh man! Yeah, uh, and I'm glad a, we took good episode though. <laughs> I'm glad we took our time on that episode. Yeah, that episode. Um, now we, yeah, this next episode we just get to fucking speed through though, because like nothing happens in it. Uh, this is of course, eat. Uh, excuse me, eat, drink, man, Metabot. Uh, yeah. Bad, bad name. We start. Th- yeah, we start off with a big burly man comes knocking at the Tenryo's door. Hold on, um, hold on, because the very best part of this episode was the very first line of the episode. He is looking for the address, and he says, 744 Evergreen Terrace. I'm like, hold on, that's the street the Simpsons live on. <laughs> and I, I'm i like, no, because they live at, I know the Simpsons address ends in two, so this is their neighbors. I look it up, this is the Flanders' address. <laughs> Was it was it that in the no sub no as well? in the sub okay. uh, you know there's one third of the jokes uh, there's one third okay. of the lines so obviously yeah, far true, less jokes yeah. but no um, uh, in the dub it is oh this is the Flanders's address okay Icky is a Flanders all right okay I can't believe we've Flanderized Metabots um <laughs> so uh he's he's come to the door we don't really get a good look at him but he's he's big and and hairy and wearing a gi. Uh, and carrying a big backpack, and he's got a Kentaro-type Metabot with him, uh, which, uh, I don't know if you knew this, Mitch, uh, Kentaro is a, it's a, a Japanese for golden boy, and it's a, it's an old folktale about this, uh, like, kind of like Momotaro-esque of this um, uh, incredibly strong young boy raised on a mountain who defeats demons. Um, yeah. That's, Does that make sense? And he's got an axe, and he chops trees down. <laughs> because in the show... He only yells the words, I am strong. Now, in the dub, it's, I am a champion. Yeah. But in the sub, he only <laughs> says, I am strong. Yeah. Uh, but uh, Miss Tenryo comes to answer the door and mistakes him for the famous wrestler Big Belly Brute. Because it turns out that Icky's mom is super secretly into wrestling. <laughs> See, what I think happens is uh, Chidori watches wrestling and Metabi watches soaps. And then they just share notes. Yeah. <laughs> Um, recovering for each other uh, in, in the um in the sub what happens is she asked if he's here to challenge the local sensei because that outfit the messy hairstyle the beard he looks just like an actor in those old uh dojo yaburi movies which is the the old movies where you know a martial artist comes in to town fights the sensei for the dojo yeah 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 and that's that's where she's getting all this from. Is she, okay. She's like, oh, I'm sorry, this isn't a dojo. Let's take a picture uh, anyway, though. Yeah, but both both of them tie in where she thinks this is a famous person and tries to get several photos with him, uh, supposedly for her son. Uh, and uh, it's ter- it turns out he's a meta fighter, and he's here to see Icky, um, who is just about to get uh, home from school. Uh, which is when in- Icky comes stumbling into the house, uh, talking with Metabi about how they're going to play a video game, and Icky's totally going to beat him. And and Metabi is like, "I, you, you only win if you turn the the console off again before I win, like you keep doing, etc., cetera, etc." Cetera. Uh, and they find the big man and Kentaro playing Icky's PlayStation. Uh, well, uh, Icky's mom comes over to hand him a plate of snacks to hand to this big hairy snack guy. <laughs> She's a good mom. Yeah. I mean, not necessarily inviting weird strangers to your house and giving them all your food, but like, you know, she's nice about it. 
Uh, oh man, uh, this is when uh, we find out uh, we we get a sit down with with this guy, and uh, we get kind of a weird thing that I don't know how to feel about. Uh, I'm I'm sure the localizing team had their reasons, uh, but you know this guy's kind of tan, and they start calling, and he just introduces himself as Kareem, um, which is weird because like Japanese people can have like complexions of of that like darkness like especially in like southern japan southern people in southern japan are incredibly tan because it's very hot and sunny there uh and also you know people people from okinawa are are are, are to a degree kind of like brown skin like i i don't know why they had to to make this pull like they did they just think that people wouldn't think that japanese people can be tan and have big beards like i don't understand what's going on here yeah um yeah, uh, I got family members with Kareem, so I, I, I saw this pop up, and I'm like, oh, this is either going to be a fine episode, or it's going to be, you know, pretty problematic. This is, um, this episode did come out in 2001. Yeah. Uh, uh well, early 2002, I guess, but like, yeah, I, you know, that name at that time period had a lot of weight to it, and, oh, I was worried. Yeah, yeah, I don't, uh, certainly it doesn't paint this guy as a good person, but, like, also I don't, like, uh, and, you know, uh, uh, this is a weird episode. It seems Islamophobic, but <laughs> no. also, you know, I'm a white person and I wouldn't, uh, the, there's only so much of that experience that I can know, so, like, uh, taking this episode with a grain of salt, uh, yeah. <laughs> a little uh, worried about if it. If it helps, his name is uh, Kumagoro. Okay. <laughs> which is apparently, because I looked it up, because I... I had some time. Uh, fifth bear son, because he's okay. the fifth child, and he's the fifth male. He's a big bear boy. Yeah. Because I was like, big oh, bear. Kuma, you know, he's yeah, big the bear, bear man. Yeah. But it's, he's <laughs> the fifth son of th- this family, so he's Kumagoro, bear boy. Yeah. That That's one of the few notes I actually have on this episode. Uh, yeah. This is this is kind of a nothing episode, which is fine. You know, you need yeah. him. Uh, um, there's nothing wrong with filler, Colin. I know you're against it, but, like, I don't have a problem with filler. <laughs> I've I've learned to love filler. Uh, don't you worry. Uh, but yeah, he's he's eating cookies and drinking milk with I I think is actually green tea. Uh, and he even makes a comment about how he wants one of those steaks that's in the freezer. Actually, uh, and, uh, real yeah. quick, he does not like green tea. Okay. This is the Japanese oolong tea and crackers. Oh, because okay. Chidori originally gave him cake and green tea, but he turned it away because he didn't like it. So she gave Icky a tray of uh, Japanese oolong tea and crackers. Okay. Um, <laughs> so yeah, actually, right. it's not a green tea. He's he's got a little bit more refined taste than that, apparently. Okay. Um, well, uh, this is when he begins to tell a story. Uh, he hiked up to Mount Cedar uh, to do some insane metafighter training, um, and uh, you know, uh, we get this big montage of him doing all these different things of like carrying things to the mountain, uh, chopping down uh, tons of trees uh, with with to get Kentaro's axe arm strong, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and as they reach the last phase of their intense training, um, they are attacked by 100 evil metabots, and they almost won, but were taken out by the last mysterious metabot that didn't even have a meta fighter. Um, and, uh, you know, uh, they, and they, they've come to this town because they tracked that metabot here, uh, but have lost him in the city. And they plan on destroying this metabot to like reclaim their, their right to becoming the champion meta fighter of Japan or something. <laughs> yeah. Um, so the sub and the dub, uh, he's got this, the same kind of, um, 
the goal, you know, to be the best meta fighter in Japan. Um, but he acts and talks very differently in both. It was very weird. Uh, I'm not going to go through the difference the entire time, but uh, he doesn't mention trees at all <laughs> in the in the sub. And in the dub, every line is talking about how trees don't support weight. And, you know, he cuts up trees and they attack to the trees. And it's very weird. Um, You know, I think they're really trying to do some work to... Uh... Uh, like get this whole thing kind of set up for what the mm-hmm. payoff of this this reveal is going to be um which i don't think that like just showing them chopping trees i think doesn't set it up well enough but we'll get there um <laughs> i'm sorry i guess i'm just smarter than an eight-year-old colin because <laughs> i got uh, it right so, away uh we cut to the next day Arika's interested in the story um Icky doesn't know uh how they're going to help find one metabot in town it seems like a little too intense for that uh there's just so many metabots uh but uh you know meta b wants to wants to psych up rentaro for this so they're going to have a practice row battle but mr referee comes in thinking that they're going to have a real row battle and they have to wave him off and Arika's like oh no this is just a practice match like i'm going to practice refing it which uh mr referee is very disappointed out to find that he's completely unneeded and just kind of like slinks off very very sadly i i love this whole so he's just booking it running and he immediately apologizes i'm so sorry for the wait and then uh arika is like in the sub she's way more dismissive she's like oh no it's not an official match just leave you know i'll I'll just be the referee here and he just starts crying he goes i don't get to do anything and then he walks off pauses looks back and then runs away sobbing (laughs) and i just so um I, I, I've got like a whole bunch of um, gifts uh, already up and running and scheduled to come out. Uh, and I'm taking more of these two episodes. And most of this episode I've gotten is just the ref. Yeah. And it's so great. Oh, <laughs> uh, poor Mr. Referee. He did get two. He got two costumes last time. So yeah. I, I guess this is this is what's making up for it. Uh, but yeah, they um, they get down to their practice match. Uh, Rika's calling it and also videotaping it. Um and uh, Kareem seems kind of surprised at how strong Metabi is, but then calls the match and says, oh, we're clearly winning, like da-da-da-da-da, which is kind of setting up that maybe this guy's not on the up-and-up. Um, uh, Icky's like, all right, fine, it's whatever if we call the match and we don't determine a winner because we're wasting our time if we're not hunting down the mystery Metabot anyways. Um which, uh, yeah, you know, makes sense. Uh, we cut back to the house for dinner, and Kareem is just eating them out of house and home. Uh, just devours all of the rice, eats all of the salmon, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And then wa- Kareem is also sleeping in Icky's room. Yeah. Which, no. That isn't... Yeah, why would you... Why? Yeah. Why would you put a stranger up in well, your son? Your, I, I, got, I got it here. So we actually see Icky's dad. That's true. And... um. Now, you should not have a very strange man who showed up out of nowhere with a very questionable backstory sleep in your son's room. Not just in your son's room, but take over the whole room so his body fills up the room and then his legs are on your son's bed as your son's trying to sleep. That's that's a much. But, you know, Iggy's parents are out committing crime right now. They, he, they couldn't have him in their room because they're committing crimes. That's true. And they needed a babysitter. So, you know, I don't know. Maybe he has a good, uh, a good, like, uh, a rating on, on, you know, some website or whatever, Kelly Blue Book or whatever it is. <laughs> baby Yelp. Yeah, baby Yelp. Uh, <laughs> Uh, so, um, uh, we do cut to the next day. Uh, uh, they're trying to get Kareem to describe this mystery metabot. And he says, uh, he was cold, demonic, and sinister. 
Um, and they're like, that doesn't help us figure out who this metabot is. Uh, and, uh, so they, they, they're like, all right, cool. Like, what if, what, if, what if we could draw him? And he's like, oh yeah, I'm incredibly skilled at drawing and draws a hideous, unidentifiable portrait of this metabot, uh, barely figure out who it could possibly be. Um, and they try to get him to think of just one distinguishing feature this metabot had. He falls asleep while trying to think of it. Uh, but then wakes up and, and finally remembers uh, it had big doohickey sticking out of its head. Yeah, um, it was when this guy fell asleep that I'm like, all right, this guy just fucking sucks. Because <laughs> through the first part of the, the episode, it's like, all right, this guy's, I mean, he's brash, you know, he's eaten a lot, but like he could still be cool and like redeemable, be someone's, you know, favorite character. Him falling asleep and then this, the rest of the episode, I'm like, nah, this dude just sucks, doesn't he? There's, yeah, there's, it's just, it's getting worse and worse. Yeah. Um, and, and the sub, uh, he goes, oh, he had horns on his head. To which Iki goes, ah, horns. So he must be an animal or insect type metabot. And I'm like, <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> okay. But the, the entire time I saw that picture, I'm like, oh, okay. And then, oh, he must be an animal or insect type robot. And I'm like, yeah, okay. And for the rest of the episode, I'm just like, yeah, I get it. I get it. Yeah, no, I mean, there, there's a reason that I immediately in my notes started saying, oh, it's some mysterious metabot that he was yeah. attacked by. I think it's, I think you could see who this is a mile away. Well, uh, uh, luckily in the the sub, they don't mention the fact he doesn't have a master. <laughs> you didn't uh, see a okay. master until like the very end of the episode. Yeah. Uh, oh, man. Uh, so we do, uh, we have a, a kind of like big, uh, uh, like montage. This episode has so many montages. It mm-hmm. makes it go by so quick. Thank God. Um, <laughs> of, uh, you know, the kids out searching while Kareem and, uh, uh, Kintaro hang out back at the house, like playing video games and whatever and eating, uh, Arika, they, they don't manage to find it. Nobody knows anything, but Arika handed out Icky's uh, home number. Uh, hoping that somebody will like call with information. Somebody does. Uh, Miss Tenryo picks up and, and answers as the, uh, uh, oh God, what did she say? Like the uh, Metabot Search HQ or something. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, they have, uh, they've got a report about a, a, a Metabot with horns at the noodle shop. And so everybody goes to, um, uh, to, to go check it out. And Mitch, it's Banui. No, thank you. It's Benui here. I know I said, um, you know, I'm a fan of uh, the rabbit type metal, but I am not a fan of this robot's design. Yeah, this is, it's uh, officially called Robudo, and uh, it's very strange. It's got clocks for hands. Like, it's very obviously a take on the uh, the Alice in Wonderland rabbit, um, but it's just got these weird digigrade legs, and a, it's, you know, yeah. the the... The pink and purple and black color scheme is weird and just like, I don't know how to feel about this. The uh, the still image looks better than it did in the anime itself. I yeah. I, I think uh, that's the difference between like, oh, this design and that design, uh, final designs kind of tweaking. Um, it's got like alarm clock bell shoulders and then these clock hands, which is because, um, like we said in our season one finale, the Rabbitite metal is a time manipulation metal that speeds yeah, up time. Yeah, that's really fucked up. Yeah, it has is, time control. It could do. It could do a time travel. I look, don't like to see it. I'm sorry. You chose sword and gun, or sword and shield, as your metabot. I That's decided true. to manipulate time. I'm sorry, but no. Um, it is a very not great looking metabot. Um, the still photo does look better. Like I said, but yeah. um, 
we we get a lot of not good looking metabots in this episode. Uh, here is a thing I want to point out about it. Um, so it's got like what you would think are its Banui eyes. Uh, are are screws. Mm-hmm. So does that mean that 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 like black bar where its like nose and mouth are is that its face? Is that where its eyes are? <laughs> yeah, I don't. Um, I don't likey. I don't looky. Okay, yeah. Yeah, I think I think the worst part about this is that what would immediately like turn this from a really awful design to a really really good design is if the ears were different. The ears just look bad. Yeah. It uh, needs it needs big floppy bunny ears if, or something. If the ears were different and then like it had like I don't mind screw eyes. Uh, I you know, I don't even mind screw eyes on more of like a um a hair themed um bunny, but this kind of poundy design like Give it cute eyes, give it cute ears, and this would yeah. be like a a solid seven out of ten. Yeah, as opposed to like the three out of ten it is now. Um, but I like it in the anime because uh, the dude goes, "Oh, that's not the Metabot," and then the bunny robot just goes, "Okay, I'll be on my way then." Waves and then just casually walks off. <laughs> Uh, this is where we find out Kareem has remembered a, uh, another detail. Uh, the Metabot was white. Yeah. Yeah. We, so, you know, we get another montage with no luck of them finding anybody. Uh, but we do get another call. It's Icky calling on his way home. He spied, um, a, uh, another Metabot that, that has horns and is white and think it might, it might be, it might be the one and it is an ace horn. It's a unicorn Metabot, um, Mm-mm. Mm-mm. but it's not him either. Oh, no. Oh, is it different? Is it no, different I just don't like this one either. Oh, yeah, no. Ace Horn is very ugly to look at. Uh. Now, um, I, I'm not a big fan of horses. <laughs> I, uh, I, I, my neighbors had horses, and like they did not take care of this one white horse very well, and it was very yeah. diseased-looking, and I had to look at that a lot as a child, and it stuck with me. So, okay. especially like a white horse, just not a big fan of. And then as okay. I got older and I had to do like, you know, the Boy Scout stuff and you have to ride horses as a Boy Scout for some reason. And they're like, hey, uh, be careful. Horses can and will kill you given the chance. Yeah. And I'm yeah. like, you know what? I don't need to ride a horse ever. You also have anxiety, much like I do, but I'm not going to kick you in the face. <laughs> yeah. Well, thank you. I, you know, we got that on record. I appreciate yeah. it. But my big problem with this um, ace horn design is uh so it's uh it is it's not even a unicorn because it's got a unicorn horn but then its shoulder has the same horns it's a tricorn okay yeah uh and then it's got its front arms have horse hooves and then its legs has horse hooves and then its other legs have horse hooves <laughs> so it's yeah. a six-legged horse the the thing that I don't like about it and uh, looking looking at game art the game art looks a little bit better. Uh, because like the, the, the head looks more like a horse head, but like the, how it looks in the anime, it just looks like it has a weird giant nose. Like it does not read as a horse head at all. Yeah. When you look at it from the side, sure. But like, uh, you know, maybe this is why Metabots didn't succeed. They had a bunny Metabot that they could have marketed and they made it that now they have a unicorn, uh, thing they can market. And they made it that. You know, uh, America not... just wasn't primed for bugs at all. I think that's I think that's a contributing problem. Uh, that's fair. But they had so many chances to have a cute Metabot. The only cute one they have, really. I uh, I like Pepper Cat, um, but like Brass is designed yeah. to be the cute one. 
and why like, not a bunny only in episodes in season two <laughs> yeah yeah like they just do not fall on the cute factor here which is a shame <laughs> and this is a creepy unicorn and we had a creepy bunny i'm not okay with it i'm done all right we can move on with the rest of the episode i had okay, to get that out there right. <laughs> these things look creepy look them up they're creepy looking uh, so, um, this is, uh, we cut over to the bridge that we love to go to all the time. Uh, Kareem is worried that they've completely failed. Um, Arika and Iki are trying to convince him that, hey, you should just, like, move on from this defeat and stop worrying about it and, like, just get back to training and then you can become champion by training like you should be doing. Um, but, uh, Kareem's not having that, like, you know, he can't possibly become champion if he and, uh, uh, Kentaro don't, uh, like, you know, uh, make up for their loss and defeat this, this, uh, uh, Metabot that, that defeated them once. Um, which is when it finally dawns on Arika, Iki, and Metabee, uh, that it's, they're looking for Rakusho. It's, it's a, a white Metabot without a master and it's got horns on its head. It's Rakusho. Um, and wouldn't you know it, nearby, uh, there's a couple with a stroller who lose control of the stro- stroller. It begins to roll down the um, embankment of of the hill and the river uh, into the basin. And just before the stroller can collide into the water, killing the baby, uh, Rakusho jumps in and rescues it, uh, uh, saving the, the, the child for, for this couple. And they're very, very thankful, uh, which is also when Kareem finally recognizes Rakusho as the culprit, calling him a, a, you know, a sinister demon of a metabot and challenges him to a meta battle um i i saw that uh that little um baby stroller rolling down the hill and i just immediately flashed back to hook with robin williams oh me too yeah (laughs) i was like oh cool now we don't have peter pan but yeah other than that yeah hey rakusho saved a a puppy from the water he saved a baby from drowning you can't set him up as a villain and then go oh yeah he saves babies and puppies Oh man. Uh so yeah, uh this is when we get the uh they you know, uh like Metabi and, and Iki aren't ready to assume that Rakusho is actually like the culprit or if there isn't more to the story. Mm-hmm. Um and so they get uh they get uh Rikusho's side. Um he uh did attack uh Kentaro and Kareem, but it's because they chopped down an entire forest's worth of trees. Uh, mm-hmm. And destabilize an entire ecosystem uh, where all manners of creatures, including beetles, lived. Um, and uh, you know, even even confirms that Kareem lied about there being a hundred metabots. It was just him. He just came in and beat the crap out of them because Kareem and Kintaro fucking suck. And Kareem's like, yeah, I might have stretched the truth a little bit, but let's you know, let's get on to the let's get to this match. Now, um, he's got a really good line here, um, Rikusho. <laughs> Uh, cause, um, Metabee is the one going, no, we need to hear him out because he loves this boy. And this is only Rikusho's third appearance, by the way. Yeah. Um, he goes, um, but you had other Metabots with you. And Rikusho goes, I was alone. I'm always alone. You of all people should know this. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, oh, damn. All right. And then, yeah, Kareem goes, oh, yeah, hey, I'm a huge piece of shit. And, you know, I'm going to fight this guy who just saved a baby. Yeah. Um, this is uh, when they, they demand their rematch and Mr. Referee comes running in to to facilitate this match uh, only for Rukusha to decline. He isn't here to fight and he isn't going to fight him. OK. Um, <laughs> as he's running up, uh, Mr. Referee is uh, muttering, I'm guessing, under his breath and is going a roll battle this time for real, a real roll battle. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> As he's running up. 
Uh, and yeah, uh, Mr. Referee once again plods off unneeded, uh, completely disappointed, very upset. Oh, you hate to see it. It's it's the exact same way as last time, too. Uh, the yeah. exact same walk, turn, cry. Like, it's beautiful. It's a great yeah. bit. I'm sad it happened to him, but it's a good bit. Uh, Kareem does go ahead and send Kentaro to, into attack anyways. Uh, Rikusha repeatedly dodges uh, every swipe that Kentaro sends his way, telling me he isn't going to fight him, he doesn't want to fight, etc., etc. At which point, uh, tricks Kentaro into chopping a tree down, and the tree falls on Kentaro, knocking him out, uh, ending the battle. Uh, which, uh, the, you know, then leads to, uh, Kareem and Rentaro getting ready to leave town. Uh, they say they're going to restart their training from square one and learn to be more respectful of other people, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, and we get Meta B, uh, just, you know, talking about how he's still in love with Rakusho and how much he loves Rakusho so much. Uh, uh <laughs> so the tree falls on Kintaro and, um, Kintaro and, uh, Kareem goes, oh, we lost the same way last time too. God. <laughs> What an idiot. <laughs> to which everyone's just screaming at him about how he's a bad guy. And yes. Rakusho um, looks and goes, I was told humans learn from their experiences, so let's meet again someday. I'm like, that's <laughs> ice cold. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then uh, Metabee's line, um, uh, obviously um, Kareem and uh, Kintaro, they don't mention about how they're going to become better. In fact, they say they're going to become better, and then they turn and then immediately act like normal. And Icky goes, oh, they're just never going to learn, are they? As they just walk <laughs> off. And Metabee, thinking about Rikushu, goes, if I get stronger and can fight that guy, I think I'll be able to understand his feelings. So his motivation to fight Rikushu is to understand his feelings better. Yeah, because they're in love. They are in love. Show me another interpretation of this that's not them in love. And then, of course, we get the um, sad horn nun screen, which does sadly lose its charm the second time around yeah <laughs> uh because this is the third nun screen in as many episodes i think yeah but hey you know them's the breaks i guess it, that is it uh but you know oh man i don't particularly uh, I, this episode was fine it was just kind of like boring uh and uh yeah you know um it's here we are <laughs> It's wild that an episode whose moral is, hey, don't commit, you know, eco-terrorism is yeah. boring. It's, yeah, I mean, like, logging is just such a, uh, it's it's such a low-level uh, bit of eco-terrorism now. But it wasn't but yeah, even... You know, I, I should be more excited, but there's just, like, so little to grab onto in this episode, and the... Like, the bigger takeaway from it is just man, big, hairy, stinky, eat a lot, play video game. That's yeah, it. Yeah. That's what 90% of this episode is. I mean, <laughs> no one likes gamers. Like, we can all agree there. <laughs> this is true. The problem is this guy's a gamer. Well, yeah. um, he's not even logging because he's just chopping up the trees. And he doesn't do anything with them. He just leaves them there. Uh, yeah, well, you know, he puts them all in a chest in his house and he'll, he'll make something with them one day, but like really he, he's like not even considering them because he wants, he wants, uh, he wants to make stuff out of diamond. Like he just wants all diamond stuff. God. You know, it's, this episode had some stuff going for it and just nothing happened. There were like five montages. The best part about those montages is we see Henry sweeping up outside of the shop and I'm like, Hey, there's Henry. God, I miss that guy. Yeah. Remember Henry? Yeah, you know, it seems like it's really weird that uh despite Henry 
not being like that important of a character like he's definitely a side supporting character who just doesn't figure into the plot all that much uh it's weird that he's all he's really only in plot centric episodes for some reason uh who knows why <laughs> i did i just like that boy he's a good boy he is a good boy i do miss him and i'm sure we'll see him very soon it's not I'm often sure we'll see a lot of him in one two three four uh four five six six more episodes i think is when we're going to see a lot of uh henry again <laughs> <laughs> you know i i'm going to take your word for it i have no foresight coming up um <laughs> but you know who knows who knows maybe next episode yeah. um but it's it is very weird that we have uh three brand new metabot designs in this episode yeah and it's still nothing <laughs> You know the problem? I, know. I, I feel like they knew that uh, uh, the the rabbit and the uh, the unicorn were stinkers, and that's why they showed up in episodes where they wouldn't fight. <laughs> you know what the problem is? There were no rubber robos. That's true. There was no brass. Robos. Yeah. There was no, no brass. No screws. No screws. If the screws were here, this would have been a good episode. No. Um. Yeah. Yeah. I'm ready to go. I'm ready for the next episodes to come out. Yeah. So, Mitch, uh, where can people find you on the internet uh, to tell you about these episodes in the meantime? <laughs> uh, they can find me at Big Bad Beetle Boy on Twitter. Uh, that's going to be the best place to find me. Um, God, I don't even know what I'm doing over there anymore. Uh, I don't know what I'm doing at all anyway, but um, I'm going to try to actually tweet a little more. Um, I'm, I'm also... Like I said, I'm working on gifts. They'll be coming out. They should have already come out. When, if the gifts aren't out by the time this episode comes out, I will give you the password to MetaRot, and you guys can all do it yourselves. <laughs> uh, what about you? Oh, what, are you what are you up to right now? Uh, you can find me on the internet at Padgetish. That's P-A-D-G-E-T-T-I-S-H. Um, and that's basically it. Uh, yeah. You know, just yelling into the void. Uh, <laughs> it's a good void. You could... Yeah, uh, you can find the show at MetaWatch and at MetaRotch. Again, uh, MetaWatch, more of the podcast-focused line. MetaRotch, the more gift-focused line. Um, you know, uh, like, rate, subscribe, whatever. Uh, hit that bell. There's no bell. I don't fucking... Uh, it's, it's whatever. Uh, uh, yeah. Take a video on your phone of you hitting a bell and send it to us. We'll know what it means. It'll make us feel good. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. Uh... Oh, yeah, my brain is just leaking out of my ears right now after like the most intense episode and the most unintense episode we watched back to back. It is a good thing we put these two together. Yeah. Oh man. Uh I think I'm just gonna go to bed. Metabot!